Welcome to the Apostolic Girl Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Johnson, and today we're going to be talking about the 10 best ways to use photography in your marketing. Okay, so the 10 best ways to use photography in your marketing. Let's talk about what the word best means. So when I use the word best, what I mean is these are ways that I have put together for uh, my clients and through the years of selling things and influencing people. These are ways that um, influence people the most, okay? Uh, Remember that marketing is really business psychology. And so understanding how your client and your customer thinks and feels and processes information is going to be really important to the success of your business. And so having the correct photos and and photography is really important, especially nowadays with social media. And so these are the 10 ways that I've put together uh, through my experience that, um, that are the best. Now, if you have some extra ways please feel free to leave comments and and let us know about other ways that have worked for you. Um, Okay, so let's get started. Here we go. Number one, make sure that your photos are very clear, bright, and clutter-free. Okay, so here's what that means. Everyone nowadays has the best camera available right there on your phone, okay? Your phone, now it doesn't even matter what kind of phone you have, but your telephone, your mobile phone, is your absolute best camera. You don't have to have uh, a very expensive camera to get really good photos nowadays. Okay, you can snap a photo and then edit it. You want to make sure that the photos are clear. Clarity is not uh, optional, optional anymore. Um, that back, you know, in the days when you had to take a picture and then send it to get developed and then they, you know, wait until you get the pictures back. Um, then if it didn't come out clear, then you had to do it again. Nowadays, you can take 100 pictures and, and just comb through them all to make sure you find the clearest one. So make sure your pictures are very clear. Make sure your pictures are bright. Um, people are really into aesthetics when it comes to pictures these days. There's a lot of um, photographers, so-called photographers, um, now that we have these phones that can that are cameras as well. So having very bright pictures will make yours stand out um, over your competition. Now, here's what I mean by bright. You don't have to go out and buy expensive lighting. Um, the best lighting is actually just regular daytime lighting, uh, but not directly in the sun. So if you, the best thing to do is taking pictures kind of indoors near a bright, a window. Inside near a bright window. So it's away from direct sunlight, but it's still a bright picture. Make sense? Okay. And then um, the last part of this number one is clutter free. So make sure that your pictures are um, pretty simplistic. So you don't have a lot of things behind what it is you're trying to take a picture of. And whatever is behind it is aesthetically pleasing to what you're trying to show in the picture. So if you take a picture of, uh, let's say you're selling a bottle, a pretty bottle, a vase, um, well, you want to set it on a table and you want to make sure that whatever's behind it, your lighting is good, the picture is clear, and that it's a pretty clutter-free 
background, unless you would like to add things that make it aesthetically pleasing. So if you're setting it on a table and you want to have some other items on the table that would normally go on a table that are pretty, um, that, that works too. Just make sure that the vase, which is the thing that you're trying to show, um, is front and center. Um, it could it could even be a little bit off to the side, but you just want to make sure that whatever else is in the in the actual frame is um, not taking up the most um, attention, uh, if that makes sense. So number one, let's review that again. Make sure that your photos are clear, they're bright, and they're pretty clutter free. Number two, zoom in. Or make sure that whatever platform you're going to put the picture on is a platform where the person can zoom in, okay? So people want to see the item up close. They want to see um, exactly what are the features. They want to see the texture. They want to see how dark or light the item actually is. Zooming in is just something we're all pretty used to doing nowadays, like we've kind of gotten a little spoiled in that area with our phones. So you want to make sure that um, when you take your pictures, either you zoom in with your camera or uh, you put it on, put the picture on a platform where zooming in is an option. So here's what I mean. Um, on Instagram, you can do what they call pinch and spread your fingers apart and zoom in. And, and I use that feature so often that I, I literally find myself using my fingers to pinch and zoom in on things that are not even zoomable anymore. So, for example, I have photos on my refrigerator of my kids. And some of those photos are really old from when they were younger. And I, I have literally gone to my refrigerator, looked at a photo, and my hand go to touch the photo, like I'm about to pinch the photo and zoom in and stop myself and go, wait a minute, Kelly, that's an actual photo. You cannot zoom in. And it's really old. So um, remember that we're living in a day when people are used to pinching and zooming in. So make sure that when you take your picture, you've done that for them if you're going to put it on a platform where there's no zooming in. So here's what I mean by a platform. Um, let's say you're taking photographs for brochures, um, actual business cards, that type of thing, and there's and you can't zoom in. Well, make sure that you have shots that are zoomed in because people want to see the, the item up close for lots of reasons. Texture, again, um, lighting, you know, to see how dark the item is, to see what the fabric might possibly feel like, um, those types of things. So please zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. That is number two. Number three, show as many details of your item or your service as you can. I always say your item, your product, um, because, you know, that most people have some type of a product, but there are just as many people. So I take that back. Maybe not most people. I don't really know what the percentage is, but know that these, these tips also apply to services as well. So it doesn't have to be an actual item. So in other words, in my last tip, you were selling a vase. You know, you might just be selling a chiropractic service or a dental service. So these tips apply to both. Okay, you're going to need marketing for both products and services. So the third tip is to show as many details of your product or service as you can. 
You know that that saying, it's an old saying, that a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, that is so true in these days. Okay, you need to make your photographs explanatory. Show how to use it. Um, show if you're if you're selling a service, show the benefits of that. Like show um, how you've changed someone's life through photographs. If you know with your service, if you have an item that you're selling, show as many details as you can, front, back, up, down. Um, if there are special little features about it, then I want a photograph of every single feature um, because. That's just the way the mind works. If you have to picture something with your mind instead of actually holding it in your hand. Okay, so here's a here's a, a better way to explain that. Pretend like your customer is holding it in their hand. That's That's the way you can do it. So showing as many details as you can, here's what I want you to think about. Pretend like they're holding it. If it's a product, let's go with that first. Pretend like they're holding this vase in their hand. Now, what would they be doing with it? They would look at the rim. So take a picture of the rim. They would look at the sides. Take a picture of that. They might turn it upside down. Take a picture of the bottom. They might look inside. Maybe there's a way to get a picture of the inside if the uh, if the top of it is wide enough. They're going to certainly turn it on the back, so you'll need to get a picture of that. So, so you see where I'm going with that? You want to show as many details with your photographs as you possibly can. And then on the flip side, if you have a service, show as many details of that as you possibly can. Pretend like you have someone who, a customer who walked through your door. Let's say you have a chiropractic service and they walk through the door. What are they going to look at for the first time? They're probably going to look at the seating. They're going to look at the, you know, the arrangements around the room, how comfortable it feels to be in your office. Um, they might look at some of your instruments that you use. Different things that people may notice when they're deciding whether they want to use you or not. Take pictures of that. Show as many details as you can. Number four, use a variety. Try not to repeat the same photo or the same angle. So in our last um, tip: We said to use as many details in your in your photography as you can. But number four kind of goes hand in hand with that. You want to use a variety, but you also don't want to repeat the exact same photo or angle. You want to um, make sure that you show every little detail. So, for example, let's take a product again. If something zips up the back, let's say it's a shirt. And let's say it has a zipper in the back. It has a little ruffle on the hem. Um, the stripes are different on one arm than they are on the other. Then we want a picture, a single picture of each one of those details. Okay, but try not to try not to duplicate the exact same detail over and over again. So if we already have a picture of the back, then we don't need another picture that is the exact same angle maybe in front of, okay, here's what I mean. This is super hard to explain in words, so bear with me. I wish I, I wish this was actually like a video call and I could hold up pictures and show you. Um, but here's what I mean by use a variety and not to repeat the exact same one. Let's say you were taking a picture of a, um, a vase. We're going to go with that. Uh, no, let's not go with that. Let's go with a shirt. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> 
If you're taking a picture of a shirt and you are taking a picture of the collar, let's say it has a cute little ruffle around the collar. So you snap one photo of just the collar. That's good enough. Okay. What I mean by a variety is now take a picture of the sleeve. Now take a picture of the hem. Now turn it around and take a picture of the zipper that goes up the back. Try not to repeat taking, now don't go turn it around to the front and take a picture of the collar again in front of a different background. So you're telling yourself, um, well, I have two pictures of the collar, but they're different because one of them is in front of a white background and the other one is actually outside in front of um, some greenery. In, in, in all actuality, it's still just a picture of the collar, and we don't need multiple pictures of the exact same thing um, because it will slow th your website down if it's a website. We'll get to that later. That's, another, that's a tip later on. But use a variety of pictures, um, but try not to repeat the same. I hope that makes sense. If that doesn't make sense, then leave me a comment. I'll make it, I'll make it clearer. But... What I want is for you to not have the exact same photo over and over again. So let's say you take a picture of the whole garment and and then you take a picture of the whole garment again in front of a different background. Well, you already have two front-facing pictures, so you don't need two, even though the background is different. Does that make sense? So what I mean by variety is if you're going to use seven photographs, make sure there's seven photographs of different parts of the thing. Okay. All right. Well, I hope that's, that explains it a little bit. Let's move on to the next one. The fifth best way. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if I have dyslexia because words come out the opposite way of what how they're happening in my mind. So just now I meant to say the best way and the, the way the same time. Anyway, if I can make a podcast, guess what? You can make a podcast because as you can tell, I'm very far from perfect and this is still a lot of fun. So I'm encouraging you all download the Anchor app and get going. Make yourself a podcast. It's fun. Okay, so let's try this again. The fifth way to... No. Okay, let's try it again. <laughs> so much for a perfect podcast. Okay. I think none of them are. Okay. Let's try it again. The fifth best way to use photography in your marketing, there you go, is to increase the amount of photos that you use. Use a lot. Use a lot. They're free. Use a lot of photos. Come on. Sometimes I go to a website or some type of place where they're marketing something and I see one or two or three or four pictures and I'm thinking, ah, I need more. I need more. I, I can't hold this thing in my hand. And so if I were holding it in my hands, I would need more time with the thing. I would need to just use more pictures. Use a lot. Now, Here's the thing with that, is that some websites, depending on what platform you're using, um, they tend to slow down with too many pictures. So you'll have to test that out. Like you'll have to use a lot of pictures and then go out of the website, come back in as a customer or use another computer or have your sister or brother do it and test it and see if your site is slowing down 
because of too many pictures. If that's happening, then go get rid of some of the pictures because it's more important. Photography's got its place and it's super important, but it is more important that you're, if you're using it on a website, that your website goes fast because people do not like to wait for websites to go slow. You'll lose customers that way. People are just done with slow internet. They want things yesterday. So use a lot of photos if it's not going to slow down your website. Again, you'll have to test that out. But if your website's still speeding right along and you can click on everything and it comes up really quick, then goodness, use a lot of photos. A lot. A lot. Who's ready for number six? Okay, number six. Make it easy for people to view everything that you have. Let me say that again. Make it easy for people to view everything that you have. Let me give you an example of a website photo- uh, a website page with marketing and photography. When you go to a website and you have the choice to either scroll or click, nine times out of 10, you're going to prefer scrolling. I don't know why. It's just something about scrolling that people like to do. Like, okay, right now, take your thumb and pretend like you're scrolling. I don't know, there's just something really cool about that. Like, take your thumb and pretend like you're scrolling. People love to scroll. So make it easy for people to view everything you have by putting it all out there. Put it all on the first page if you have to. Allow people to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. If you're hiding things in your website and they have to click to get to it. So if they get on your website and you have three pictures three different categories of things, okay? And they have to click each category to get there, you're going to lose people that way because they would prefer to scroll over clicking. I'm not sure if that's making sense, but those of you that have a website, this will make sense to you. So what I'm saying, I'll say it again, is you want to make sure that when when people arrive at your website, that they all they have to do is scroll and scroll and scroll some more and they don't necessarily they can click if they want to but that's not necessary to really get a lot of pictures okay maybe clicking is going to be necessary to go to certain parts of your website like the about me section or the contact section that doesn't need to be in you know a part of the scrolling but your photographs should be scrollable like all of them. So if you have an object and you have it in four different colors, then don't make people have to click on every single one. Instead, have it to have it to where you have all four of those colors on the front page and they can scroll and scroll. Now, this works best if you have a um, collection that's kind of small. Now, if you have a, a large collection, like let's say you have 2000 inventory with 2000 products, a variety, that kind of variety, then by all means, their scrolling is not going to work. I mean, put as much as you can on the front and and allow people to do a lot of scrolling because people just like to scroll. But, you know, they're going to have to click to get to some of it. But um, so I hope that makes sense. Let me say that again. Number six, make it easy for people to view everything that you have. And the easiest way to do that is to just put it all out there, every size, every uh, color, every variation of the product and allow it to be scrollable. Just when they get to your website, all they have to do is just gently move their thumb and see all of it that way. Okay. Um, I hope that makes sense. Let's move on to number seven. 
Number seven is if you, if you need to be your own model, you can. There's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. But sometimes you need to also um, get access to other types of environments and people and use a wider range of people to reach your audience. So for example, let's use the clothing example. Being your own model is fabulous. I, I love that. I think personal branding is, is great that way. You know, get your face out there and let people see, hey, I'm the one that's making these clothes and and I'd love for you to buy them. Um, but it, it's nice to add, if you can, if you're able to do this, you know, when you're starting out, it's not easy. But if it's nice to add a wider ver- uh, variety of people, you know, all different sizes, body shapes, Um, all different ages, it just kind of gives your customer a little bit more to think about so they don't stereotype your item into, well, that only looks good on somebody that's her complexion, you know, or her height or whatever. So if you can expand the amount of the range of people that you can take pictures of, you know, all different heights, all different skin complexions, all different um, body shapes, with clothing, I'm talking about clothing, that will make um, for better marketing just because people, again, they want to envision it, how it would look on them. So keep that in mind as uh, that's number seven. All right, number eight, don't let photography stop you from marketing. So here's what I mean by that is sometimes you are holding yourself up from getting your idea out there because you're waiting for the perfect pictures. You're waiting for your best friend who's going to be your model to be free on the weekends and then they're never free. You're waiting for your dad to buy you a brand new camera because you don't like your phone camera because it's an old phone. Um, Don't let photography stop you from marketing. It's more important that you just use whatever photographs that you have and get, get yourself out there because really it's just about getting out there. You're going to you're going to improve as you go, okay? Your first pictures are not going to be your last and they're not going to be your best. And hey, stock photos are fine. If you have to use the stock photos, use the stock photos. It's totally okay. If you have a manufacturer and they send you stock photos, start with that if you're not able to, to do anything different. Just start. Don't let them hold you. For, let, don't let photography hold you back from starting and launching and doing whatever it is that you need to do to get your name out there and get people, your friends and your family and your inner circle to know what you're doing and, and, and sharing with them. And I will tell you this about stock photos. Sometimes they're actually better like depending on what you're selling, you know, if you're selling um, some type of an equipment like technology or something, sometimes the stock photos from those manufacturers are way better, brighter, clearer than anything you would take. And so feel free to start with those. That's totally fine. I'm going to tell you a funny story about um, photographs with somebody on Craigslist that I saw years ago. They they had this picture had, um, I think it was a tool, I think it was some type of a tool, but anyway, it was super duper expensive. I mean, like $20,000 expensive, okay, for one item. And it was, the guy put the item on the back of his pickup truck, dirty pickup truck, and snapped a picture and sold that item like that, like just lickety split, okay? So here's here's the takeaway from that, that if people are looking for what you have, then perfect photos are not necessarily always um, necessary. Necessarily always necessary. Okay, how about that sentence? 
if you get what I'm saying, right? If people are looking for what you have, then it doesn't really matter if the photographs are perfect or not. They've been looking for that. But okay, so that's the flip side. I want you to try your best to have be- to have really good photos, okay? But if you cannot, don't let that hold stop you from marketing. Market anyway and then just get better as you go. Number nine, we're getting to the end. I'm getting a little sing-songy because I'll get to take a snack break after this. That's kind of fun. Okay, number nine, use more photos and use less words, okay? More photos, less words. People are not a fan of reading very much anymore. They're really not. I have a bunch of bookcases around the house and people that come over think I'm an oddball because I have so many books because who reads nowadays, okay? So remember that when you're marketing, use more photos, use less words. So if you can explain something in a photo, I think we talked about this earlier, that a picture is worth a a thousand words, do that. So number nine, really quick, use more photos, use less words. So when you're thinking about explaining something, I want you to think to yourself as you're describing the item to explain it hmm, can I use a photograph to explain this? And if the answer is yes, use a photograph. Use them both. I mean, you can use words too. I like words. Um, Use them both. But don't skimp on the photographs for writing. Definitely use more photographs. Use less writing. Number 10, we're getting down to the wire. And if you've made it this far in the podcast, You're amazing. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Number 10 is a fun one, and that's something new that's kind of just developed, and that's using moving photos whenever you can. Now, when I say moving photos, I'm not talking about a video. That's different. So let's use the example of clothing again. Um, If you have a skirt that's really flowy, then use a they have photography apps. They have things, you know, you know, all these things, boomerang, you can use that. Um, or you can just snap a, you know, a four second, five second video of somebody walking, uh, with that and you see a little sway and then you stop it. Like moving photographs are amazing because people, again, they can't hold the item. They can't touch it. They can't feel it themselves. So if you can give them some, um, some other way to to feel it in their senses. And I know that's kind of weird. Okay, let's say that different. Oh, if, if I were to see a moving photograph of a skirt kind of swaying because it was a boomerang or because it was a, you know, a five minute, five second, not five minutes, that's way too long, that's a video. A five second um, video, not a video, but like a, yeah, a video of the someone walking, you know, two steps in the skirt. That would help me see in my mind, oh, wow, I love it when skirts move like that. I absolutely need that skirt. Okay, makes sense? So when you can use a moving photograph, you should. And if that means a whole full-on video, you're standing there talking about it, then fine, do that. You know, anything to, and if you're standing there talking about the thing, move the garment around and shake it a little bit. Let people see it moving. Okay, so that's number 10. Use moving photos when you can. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. You guys have been amazing. You've worked through all of my quirkiness. I so appreciate you being a part of my audience. Send this podcast to someone that is struggling with their photography or just someone that you know um, could use a laugh and uh, and a fun little podcast. This was great. I really enjoy making these for you and um, I'll see you on the next one.